Hey, I'm playing around with these funny things on the Facebook filters today because I need a bit of silliness. I don't know about you, but I tell you what, the last bunch of days has been all about the big decisions as they impact my business. And I'm sure you're in the same or a similar boat. I wanted to touch base. You may have seen some footage or some photos of me spending the last bunch of days with my inner circle business coaching clients. So this is my program called Like a Boss. And these are women who run private practices in the mental health professions. And they are incredibly brave, incredibly inspirational, incredibly adventurous women. And we have had such an amazing time over the last bunch of months working together really, really closely. Um, me doing a little bit of poking and prodding to push them into the next phases of their business and i absolutely love this work i just it's my passion work is to see business owners thrive and grow and just excel at being themselves and bringing more of their passion into what they do in their businesses so we had one working retreat back in November where only a couple of the girls were able to attend. We had this weekend has been planned since October and only one of our group wasn't able to make it and we really missed her terribly. In the lead up to this weekend's working retreat, so let me give you a little bit of lie of the land. Um, I actually made some decisions about this particular working retreat that were different to what I would normally have done and it was just as well now that we are living in the world of social distancing. So in my apartment building here where I live there are a few apartments that actually are Airbnb apartments and so we made the decision, well, I made the decision a while back that instead of us all staying in a hotel they would stay here in my building in a couple of the apartments here. So that worked really well. We had space to work together. We weren't really exposed to other people, but at the time that that decision was made, none of this existed. So it was a fluke. So we worked together over the course of the weekend and what was amazing in the lead up to the weekend was as things started to escalate, with COVID-19, we were in touch with each other daily about whether or not they were gonna come, whether or not they wanted to be away from their families, whether or not they were well. You know, All of these decisions were happening on a daily, daily, daily basis. And, and right up to the 11th hour, I wasn't even banking on the weekend happening until I knew they were all on their planes traveling here. Now, the difference between Friday when they arrived and this morning when the last of them left, a couple of them left yesterday, it was so stark. Such a marked difference in our society, in our interactions with the outside world, in what was felt to be possible. So in the space of three days or four days, we have seen such a sharp shift here in Melbourne at least. And I know that this is just our example, but I know, and I know it's the case everywhere, such a sharp shift in what was acceptable. We had dinner on Friday night and um, 
we uh, what did we do friday night did we have uber eats i can't remember now but we we you know we had dinner we on saturday night we had a booked dinner planned we had um we had um a restaurant nearby where we had a table booked now when we turned up for our dinner on the night the restaurant had very wisely distanced everyone miles from each other so our table was over in one corner and other tables were in other corners usually that restaurant is packed to the gills and they had just a few tables really widely spaced apart so we found that we were everything was about making decisions and I think some of you probably are getting this too this decision overload just having to make a decision about everything you do do I go downstairs to greet the Uber Eats person or do I ask him to leave the Uber Eats with the concierge? Do I go outside for a walk to walk the dog or do I hold off as long as I can so I don't have to go down the lift? Everything is now taking a conscious decision-making toll on us all the time. I was talking to my husband this morning and he said, how are you going? I spent the last you know, few days working with these girls and what we've seen is rolling changes within our profession here in Australia, rolling changes to what's allowable in terms of how we can deliver our services to our clients, rolling changes for all businesses around what's allowable, who's allowed to be open, who's ha having to prepare to close, how we access um, our staff, you know, so much going on. My husband said to me, how are you going? And I said, I just feel this burden, this mental load all the time. And I'm not stressed. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I'm not frightened. I just feel like there's this mental pressure. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know you feel it too. This decision-making pressure all the time. Everything is having to now be brought to the fore and a conscious decision is having to be made on everything we do. So I realized we're running out of milk and it was just like, ordinarily I like chuck the kids in the car and off we'd go and we'd go and we'd buy a book, get some milk and we'd go and have coffee and we'd do this and we'd do that. Might as well have some lunch out while we're at it. Today it was, I need to drop these girls at the airport. I'm gonna strategically stop by this particular shop on the way back because there won't be as many people there and I'll get some milk, but actually I should actually get these other things that I need at that same place so I don't have to go to multiple locations and yeah, everything's taking that extra little step, that extra little layer of conscious decision-making. And it's tiring. So I want you guys to know that, you know, what you're feeling, what you're feeling with this fatigue, with this decision-making fatigue, is we're all feeling it. Those of us who own businesses, especially if we have staff that we're responsible for, we're having to second-guess ourselves in a constantly shifting landscape. So what was okay yesterday is not okay today and may, and what and today's rules might not apply tomorrow. So I've often talked about business owners needing to be fleet-footed, needing to be able to think on our feet, needing to be okay with, with shifting sands. This is shifting sands upon shifting sands upon an earthquake. Like that's, it's constantly changing and we can't predict the direction that it's gonna go in. We will get tired. We will get fatigued and if we're not looking after ourselves, we will get sick, whether it's coronavirus or not, we will get run down and we'll get unwell. So I know there are a lot of posts going on around the place at the moment, how to look after yourself, how to keep yourself well, how to keep 
you know, on top of the anxiety. I think for business owners in particular, for everybody, but for business owners in particular, just watch that fatigue, just watch that, that decision-making burden. Have a think about how can I unplug from that sometimes. So for me, um, I had to deal with a lot of stuff in my business today. I had to uh, have a team meeting with my team. I'm in here, I'm here in Melbourne and my team is in various locations in Tasmania and we met via Zoom today and you know, having to make some decisions while I was meeting with them, which led to further conversations across the course of the day, making decisions about what people do with traveling for their role, making decisions about how I support people so that they can do their work from home, making all sorts of decisions today. At the core of those conversations was what's in the interests of my, my team members, but also, of course, what's in the interests of my, my team's clients. Um, how do we make those needs fit together nicely so that everybody can keep their jobs, everybody can keep their therapist, everybody can keep getting what they need within this changing landscape. It's, it's such a mental juggle. It is such a mental juggle. I got a text message reminder earlier today from my nail technician that I have an appointment on Wednesday to get my nails done. And it's an automated reminder. Do I respond, yes, I'm coming? Do I respond, no, I'm not coming? And ring to reschedule? They won't be open on Wednesday. They might be. I don't know. I don't know. So tomorrow I'll ring them and find out. Um, you know, like there are so many businesses impacted now. So in Melbourne, we've now got venues closing, we've got gatherings illegal, we've got so many shifts and changes. We went from Friday with a teeming, busy, thriving airport with slightly low, noticeably smaller numbers, but still a busy, thriving airport, to me dropping the girls off this morning and there were three cars parked outside the airport. Normally you couldn't get within a bull's roar of parking right outside the door. It's a dramatic shift. Every day now is like a Sunday. I've got a major road, CBD city road, right outside my apartment here. It's like a Sunday afternoon all the time and it's kind of eerie. So what about my family and me? What's going on with us? Well, we're here in Melbourne. My husband is still um, fly in, fly out from Hobart. Now he's here at the moment. He's flying home to Hobart tomorrow evening. Tasmania has established a quarantine rule for anyone flying into Tasmania. They need to self-quarantine for two weeks. So we know that he is flying home tomorrow to self-isolate for two weeks. Now, there are reasons why he has to do that. There are reasons why he has to go back to Tasmania at the moment. Um, rather than just stay here and work from here. Um, there, we need to do some things within the house. So for him to be self-isolated at home, well, that, there's some stuff he can get done while he's there. But it's just so bizarre. Theoretically, he should just stay here because he's gonna be stuck at home anyway. But we don't know when he would be able to get back there and how long he'd be isolated for in the future. So we're going to get this out of the way, have him spend his quarantine time, then negotiate with his bosses around what happens next with his role, whether that happens from Hobart or whether that happens from here. Um, we as a family are sitting with this uncertainty of how long we're going to be separated. We don't know. So for now, we're just saying, okay, let's make fun of the idea that we'll be apart for a while. Let's 
talk about how we're going to support each other. If there's something that I can get from a local shop here in Melbourne that he can't get in Hobart, can I post it to him and vice versa? What are we going to do with, I'm going to teach him how to use Zoom. You'd think he'd know how to use Zoom being my husband, but <laughs> apparently not. You know, so we're going to make fun as best we can. Um, why aren't the kids and I just jumping on a plane and going back to Hobart? Well, we've got the beautiful little Miles, our dog, to consider. And he is um, one of the breeds that's been identified as at risk of respiratory troubles if they fly. So he's not allowed on a plane. So we have to stay here because of our beautiful dog. And this is home now too. So for my family, you know, there's a lot going on as well as for my business, as well as for my coaching clients, as well as for you and just for me in my own head. But let me tell you about a dream I had the other night and maybe the daisies I've got, you know, playing on my hair with the filters is a bit um, appropriate. The, the other night I went to sleep wondering what will happen if, if things are left as they are, like in this quietened down version of society with fewer people on the streets, with fewer cars, fewer planes, fewer boats, trucks, trains, trams out and about. We've got a huge park behind our apartment building. What will happen to that park if it's not made at the current level? And I went to sleep with the idea of a beautiful meadow full of wildflowers. So there are elements to what's going on now that I know so many of us are actually a bit intrigued to see what happens. If you've seen the beautiful images from Venice of how clear the water is and how you can see the fish in the water and you can see right through to the bottom of the canals. If you've seen that footage, you'll know what I mean. There's this strange silver environmental lining to what we're all experiencing at the moment. So. I guess, you know, we all need to stay well. We all need to take responsibility for what we do next. My husband will be in quarantine for the next two weeks just because he's traveling. We will be in pseudo quarantine um, here in Melbourne. We'll be not going out, uh, if at all. Um, I'm guessing bread, milk and butter will be the reasons I leave the apartment. Maybe um, taking the kids to the park for a run around. It's a big park, very few people in it at the moment taking the dog for a walk, but there won't be much else going on for us either. I'm excited to see what creativity comes from that. I'm excited to see what focus I can put into the online work that I do. I'm excited to see what my kids come up with in terms of getting creative as well. I'm hoping there's some benefits for all of us, but I'm also hoping that we actually as business owners can take advantage of the time that we will have as we are forced to wind down a little bit too, take advantage of the opportunity to have some time to slow down and think and plan and create and innovate and come up with solutions and come up with strategies that support our businesses and our clients and our colleagues and our team members and each other. That's my hope. I hope it's not too uh, Pollyanna-ish, but that's my hope. All right, have a fabulous night. I can see I've got a bunch of comments. I don't have my glasses on, so I'll come back to the comments a little bit later. They're on the top of my head. I probably could put them on. And I will talk to you all again very, very soon. Have a fabulous night. Bye for now.